slides it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Price. Another spectacular stop. Broussard tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today. Today's episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them that Locked On sent you. We have got a lot to discuss on today's show. Big game against the Devils tonight as the Islanders cling to some slim hopes of trying to... uh, finish as high as they can uh, in the East Division and maybe, maybe somehow end up with home ice advantage in the first round. Not looking very likely, but certainly something that uh, the Islanders would like to see happen. Either way, you want this team to get on track before the playoffs start. We'll talk about one of the defensive pairs that has been struggling as of late and a few other things that this team really needs to sort out before the playoffs get underway. We'll preview tonight's game against the Devils and a whole lot more. If there's something Islanders related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to discuss, feel free to send us an email. The email address, as always, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. If you leave your name and where you're from, we are more than happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at on Twitter at Ice Wars N Y R V S N Y I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings. And uh, I am live tweeting during nearly every Islanders game. So if you're looking for instant insight and analysis, please do follow. And it's always good to talk to fellow Islander fans. And, uh, you know, just touch base during the game. So always a pleasure to do that. Let's get started with uh, some areas that this team really needs to work on and the regular season schedule. That much we do know. And the Islanders have not been playing well as of late, uh, with the exception of a couple of games against the Rangers since the trade deadline. Uh, the Islanders have been struggling. And one of the areas that has been hurting them over the course of this season has been the defense pairing of Scott Mayfield and Nick Letty. Now, look, I like both of these guys as players. Uh, Mayfield is very important to the penalty kill. Letty certainly very important to the power play. And let's face it, the Islanders do not have another defenseman with the skills, experience, and speed of Nick Letty offensively. But as a defensive pairing, these guys have really struggled, not just lately, but defensively over the course of the season. And with Mayfield, there's been a few too many turnovers. We've seen that. And 
just some overall positioning issues. Now, when the Islanders are playing their game, when they're playing Islanders hockey and the forwards are back-checking and picking up their men, yeah, this, uh, you know, mediocre play in their own zone with the Mayfield-Letty pairing is a little bit less of an issue. But when the team is not playing Islanders hockey, like we saw in the two games, for example, against the Sabres earlier this week, it becomes a much bigger issue. uh, and, And you get these breakdowns that really the Islanders cannot afford over the course of a playoff series. Because look, at the end of the day, Letty and Mayfield are your second defensive pairing. And in the playoffs, that pairing is going to have to go up against some pretty good offensive weapons, especially in road games when Lou Lamorello is not going to have the last change. Uh, So this is a duo that really needs to find a way to improve their defensive play because, quite honestly, what are you going to do? Braden Coburn would not be an upgrade over Letty or Mayfield in the overall. He may be able to play slightly better defense than one or both of them, but he's not the penalty killer that Mayfield is. He doesn't have uh, the mobility that Mayfield has, and certainly he doesn't contribute anything on the power play the way that Letty does. Nobody, I mean, Dobson is developing into a player who can do a lot of the things that may, uh, that, that Letty can, but he's not there yet. And these guys are just going to have to step up at the end of the day. Two other guys who are going to have to step up are Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac. And at the time of the trade, which was, you know, made right before the trade deadline, this looked like a great deal on paper. And it's still too early in my mind to panic about Zajac and Palmieri because these are experienced players who are known as smart hockey players and should really be able to get the job done once they acclimate themselves to this team. But so far, what exactly have we seen from this duo? And unfortunately, the answer is not a heck of a whole lot. Both Zajac and Palmieri have really not provided the Islanders with any offense of significance. They don't seem to... uh, be comfortable yet with their line mates and their teammates and time is running out, you know, three games left in the regular season to straighten this out and figure out where these guys belong, where they fit in best in the lineup and what their role is going to be in the playoffs. But right now you look at these numbers and they just don't add up in 11 games. Travis Zajac, one goal, one assist, two points. And in 14 games, Kyle Palmieri, one goal, two assists, three points. Not 
going to get the job done. And Zajac in 11 games, 15 shots on goal. Palmieri in 14 games, 23 shots on goal. And no, I, I didn't expect that Kyle Palmieri and Travis Zajac would be equal to Anders Lee's production. But I did expect more production from them than what we've gotten so far. And again, the success or failure of this trade will be judged 99.9% on what this team does in the playoffs and how these two players contribute to that either playoff success or lack thereof. But again, you have three games left in the regular season and these guys haven't shown much. All right, we've got more to come on the show. We're going to preview tonight's game against the Devils. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a whole lot more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Wealthfront. Investing can be complicated, but whether you're a beginner or you've been investing for years, Wealthfront makes it easy. They have the right tools for every portfolio. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds personalized for you in just minutes. There are no manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on the preferences you control. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. All you need is $500 to get started. Grow your wealth the easy way and let Wealthfront do the work for you. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com slash LockedOnNHL to start growing your savings. Go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL and get started today. One other area that the Islanders definitely need to work on in the last three games of the regular season, and I don't think this is going to be a surprise to any Islander fans out there, but it's the power play. And the Islanders are 24th in the league with the extra attacker, only an 18.1% conversion rate. And quite honestly, I don't need this power play to suddenly be the best power play in the league come playoff time. But we all know that special teams play a bigger role in the playoffs. While teams dedicate themselves even more to defense. And when you're doing all of that, there's less time and less space to get things done And when you have a little extra time and a little extra space on the power play, that is when you can fully take advantage of these opportunities and come away with important goals. Right now, Brock Nelson leading the Islanders in power play goals with six, J.G. Pajot five, and then, believe it or not, Anthony Bevilier, Oliver Wallstrom, and yes, Anders Lee tied for third on the team with three power play goals. As far as power play assists, two guys stand out head and shoulders above the rest. Josh Bailey with nine, Nick Letty with eight. Those guys help make things go, but 
you know, this team needs to move the puck better and they need to get somebody in front of that goal to stir things up. They've had Matt Martin in that spot at times. Uncle Leo has tried at times since Anders Lee's injury. Uh, Brock Nelson has tried to do it as well, but at the end of the day, uh, mixed results at best. And the Islanders need to be a little bit more aggressive with their shooting. They need to make quicker cross-ice passes to try to get the opposition out of position. And they need to move without the puck. Uh, These are all fundamental power play things, but this team all season long has not done them very well. And until they improve in these areas it's going to be a little bit of a challenge for them to improve the power play in the playoffs. I would have thought that guys like Palmieri and Zajac would have been able to contribute to that, but thus far, it hasn't happened. Now, a lot of people talking about the benching of Matt Barzal. And look, Barzi had not missed a game since joining the Islanders as a rookie. He had never been a scratch. He had never, thankfully, suffered a serious injury. And that streak came to an end Tuesday when Barry Trotz sat him out, even though he was reportedly healthy. Look, we all know since the Anders Lee injury that Matthew Barzal has, for the most part, struggled to score as many goals. He still leads the team with 41 points. He is a plus 15, which leads the team, and he is tied for the team lead in a, uh, or, or tied for second in the team with 26 assists. That's one behind Nick Letty. But Barzi is having trouble holding on to the puck. He lost the puck three or four times on Monday. Uh, without even being seriously challenged. When he's struggling, you'll notice he stays on the perimeter a lot, skates around, but often that results in a turnover because he holds the puck too long and tries to do too much. And, you know, hopefully having him sit Tuesday is a message and watching from the press box gives him the opportunity to see things a little bit differently and get a little perspective How Barzal handles this is going to be critical because I'll tell you this, the Islanders are going to need Matt Barzal to be at his best or close to it if they're going to score enough goals in the playoffs to win those, you know, two to one, three to two kind of games that you know they need to win. So, How Matt Barzal, who is still young, still growing as a hockey player, handles this benching, I think is going to be critical. Now, I expect that we will see Barzal back in the lineup tonight, but we'll have to see what happens uh, as far as the lineup is concerned. And again, as soon as we know something, we'll update you on Twitter about it, but at the end of the day, Matthew Barzal um, has to step up his game. And whether they stick with Uncle Leo in that first line, go with Zajac in the first line, go with 
uh, Palmieri, uh, Bailey, or, you know, find some other combination. Maybe Bavillier heads up to the first line. Whatever it is that they choose to do, they have to make a decision and they need to figure out how to get Matthew Barzal back on track. Because Barzi, without his offensive production, this team is going to struggle. We'll keep an eye on how he does the last three games of the season. And then, of course, come playoff time, whether or not this team can take it to the next level. They did it last year, two years ago. uh, You know, they had a good first round, struggled in the second. But this is going to be key. The whole season success, it's all about the playoffs. The regular season, once you're in the playoffs, doesn't mean a heck of a lot. All right. We still have more to come. Our Islanders' birthday of the day, a preview of the game against the Devils tonight, all that and more still to come on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Islander fans, I am a hockey expert, but I am not an expert about cars. So why endure the often pointless and seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the counterperson orders the parts on his or her computer, choosing only the brands that their warehouse happens to carry? You... You have access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Rockauto.com is a family business. They've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. And you can go to rockauto.com and shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even a new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, Get everything you need in a few clicks, and it's delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Bet Bet BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. The baseball season is in full swing and you could track all the action at Bet Online. And uh, look, we also still have the Preakness and the Belmont, the second two legs of the Triple Crown. And you can get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including MLB, NBA, NHL, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. And check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. That's promo code LOCKEDON for a 50% welcome bonus. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. A very happy 56th birthday to former Islanders center and Calgary, Alberta native Bob Basson. Basson joining the Islanders uh, in 1985-86 after uh, three successful years with the Medicine Hat Tigers of the Western Hockey League. Basson stayed with the Isles through the 88-89 season, mid-year then He was dealt to the Chicago Blackhawks, later played for the Blues, the Nordiques, the Dallas Stars, and the Calgary Flames, ended his career in 1999-2000, 
Basson, predominantly a defensive checking center, scored 88 goals and 232 points in 765 career NHL games. Also had 93 playoff games with nine goals and 24 points. Was a part of the Islanders' 1987 uh, playoff run where he played in 14 games for the team. We're going to go back and look at one of Bob Basson's Better games with the Islanders take you all the way back to October 20th, 1987 at the Nassau Coliseum. The Calgary Flames coming to town. Islanders and Flames. It's Mike Vernon getting the start for the Flames. Billy Smith in goal for the Islanders. And it was the Islanders getting on the board early. Brent Sutter, his third from Brad Lauer at 543. Then midway through the period with Al McGinnis in the box for holding, uh, excuse me, for hooking. Brian Trottier gets his third of the year. Dennis Potvin and Tomas Janssen with the helpers at 1039. Islanders are up two to nothing. But Brad Delgarno went off for holding and the Flames took advantage. Brian Glynn scoring and it was two to one Islanders after 20 minutes. In the second period, Trottier gets his second of the game, his fourth of the year from Derek King at 2:15, 3-1 Islanders, but Hawken Lube, one of the great names of all time in hockey, got his second from Neil Sheehy, and it was 3-2 Islanders after two periods. Joey Mullen, the New York City native, scored on the power play early in the third period. Brett Hull and Paul Reinhardt with the assist. That tied it, uh, tied the game, but the Islanders get a pair. First, it's Brian Trottier, his fifth from Alan Kerr, and then Bob Basson, our Islanders' birthday of the day, his second of the year from Steve Conroy and Brad Delgarno at 15:29 gives the Islanders a little bit of a cushion. Al McGinnis scores with six seconds left from Joe Newendike and Mike Bullard to get it close, but. The Islanders hold on and win this hockey game by a score of 5-4. to four. And Bob Basson, our Islanders' birthday of the day, with the game-winning goal. He had two shots on goal in this game, but he ends up with the goal, and it is the game-winner. 21 saves for Billy Smith to get the victory. So, once again, a very happy birthday to Bob Basson, uh, undrafted and ended up with a very solid NHL career. He turns 56 today. We wish him a happy birthday and many, many happy more. All right, tonight, Islanders taking on the New Jersey Devils. This is, uh, you know, two of their remaining three games are against New Jersey. So this one is... Uh, Important because this team really does need to start separating itself uh, and, and, and just being ready to participate in the playoffs. Right now, they don't look ready. New Jersey has struggled all year. Their 22nd in goal scored, 29th in goals against. Their penalty kill, 31st or dead last in the league. The power play is 28th. If the Islanders hope to get their power play back on track, this is an opportunity to do it, to get some confidence up against a team that struggles on the PK. 
We look at the line combinations. Jack Hughes centers the top line with Yanni Kokinen and Igor Sharaganov, uh, Skaraganovich, woof, this is a tough name to pronounce, uh, on the top trio, Nico Heishire with Pavel Zaka and Jesper Bratt on the second line. Uh, for the third line, it's Michael McLeod centering Miles Wood and Nathan Bastian, while Jesper Bokfist centers A.J. Greer, who was Islanders' uh, property earlier this year, and Nick Merkley. Uh, that is the fourth line combination. Meanwhile, on defense, Ryan Murray and Damon Severson are the top pair. Will Butcher and Connor Carrick, the second pairing. And Kevin Ball and Mike Tennyson are the third grouping. In goal, it's either Mackenzie Blackwood or Scott Wedgwood. P.K. Subban day-to-day, as is Ty Smith. Uh, so we'll keep an eye on those players and see whether or not they are ready to come back. We will be back tomorrow with a full analysis of this game, and we will also, of course, preview the game coming up against the Devils over the weekend. That is, again, a big one. Don't forget, also, get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast Host Peter Bukowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That does it for today's show. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a great day. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.